Welcome to the Class X Podcast, a podcast that looks at independent perspectives in American culture. I'm your host, Shukri. And today, I'm going to be looking at a book called John Stewart, Angry Optimist by Lisa Rogak. And I'm going to be talking about John Stewart this entire episode, just his life, his influence over me and over our culture. I wonder what you think, because I have this this belief, and I mentioned that at the end of the podcast, that you know, Americans, we often remember events, but we forget, and our history books do the same thing. We forget the important people. And one of those important people in the 2000s was John Stewart. I mean, he was so influential. And what I like about biographies is that they give us an explanation in a linear way of, you know, of how they became influential, how they became who they eventually are known as in our society. And so, you know, with Stewart, you have this struggling comedian who eventually becomes this voice for America in so many ways, especially people who were not agreeing with the the shift that took place in our politics in the 2000s, the 2000, 2000 to 2010 sort of a decade, decade. And so he's a fascinating person. We all have individuals who we connect with in our college years and our 20s and our teens and for me John Stewart was one of those people someone I could you know you could go to and I wasn't the only one he was the voice of new the news voice at least he was the journalist in a sense that Americans of my age in their 20s in the 2000s he's the one we sought out and so I think this this book really explains how that occurred and explains his significance in many ways. So I'll try to review the book a little bit. I recommend it. I usually discuss things that I like on this podcast and I recommend it for that reason. I try not to focus on things I'm disliking because uh, I just, this is not that kind of podcast. So I, I do, you probably have noticed I focus on what I'm enjoying in my life. And uh, I did enjoy this book. I didn't necessarily expect to. I knew that I wanted to learn about Jon Stewart, but the book did a good job of, of, of teaching me about him. So, you know, there is only like this book as a biography. So it's kind of like, okay, either I'm going to like it or I'm not. Fortunately, I did like it and I do recommend it because the author, she got Stewart and she focused on some really, really fascinating themes over and over again in in the in the book that really made me reflect on ideas like you know who do we choose for jobs because Stuart was overlooked many times um, ideas like why do some people connect with our you know mainstream American public and why do some people struggle to connect this comes up many times in this in this book so ideas that I think we all understand when we reflect on it but you know it just doesn't come up in our daily experience well that's what this book covers so thanks for listening to the classics podcast i appreciate it i'll see you after the music Welcome to the Class X Podcast, a podcast that looks at independent perspectives in American culture. I'm your host, Shukri. 
And today, I want to discuss one of the most influential Americans in my lifetime, and that's that's John Stewart. Stewart is a really important character in the last 20 or so years. And so I started watching one of his new shows uh, on Apple Plus, and I just, you know, came to the realization like this guy's important. I should be I should talk about him or learn about him. And so I, I, I picked up or I, I clicked on uh, an Audible book about Jon Stewart's life. And I'll talk about that book and the themes of that book in this podcast episode. But before I do that, I do want to, you know, just a quick reflection on Stewart because he was so essential to Americans like me. If you're in your 30s or 40s, even 50s and 60s, you, you know what I'm talking about. But during my formative years in college, Stuart was an essential voice. And so in that early 2000 post 9-11 world, you know, with in increased militarism, many Americans ra rallying around the flag in terms of this like, in this way where it was a very rigid form of nationalism. Well, Stuart, he gave a voice to people who valued bill, a bill of rights. He gave a voice to people who valued individualism and to people who really appreciate a critical voice at all times. And that's what he did. He he gave us that critical voice that was really, really lacking in the post 9-11 world from, I would say, 01 to probably the beginning of the Obama era or maybe a year before that election in 08 that gave uh, Obama the, uh, the presidency. And so it's a really interesting moment in American history with the, um, the War on Terror and the Patriot Act. And Jon Stewart was a voice you could look at who was saying, hey, don't forget about our Bill of Rights. Don't forget about uh, our right freedom of speech and our various freedoms in, in this country. And so I actually ended up, as I stated before, listening to a book about Stewart's life. It's called Jon Stewart, Angry Optimist. In a lot of ways, that, that summarizes his personality. He's optimistic, but he also is angry, but he's angry for the right reasons. And I, I like that title and it's by Lisa Rogak. So if you want to you know, know about Stuart's life, his perspective, really the many events that influenced who he is as a man, I, I recommend the book. Again, it's just called John Stewart, Angry Optimist. You can find that on Amazon. I enjoyed it. It gives clear answers. It's, it's linear. You can see how he grew into who he is. And I'll go into some of the big themes right now because there were a few that kept coming up over and over again. And I don't know if that's the author who decided to do that. Obviously, that's true because she wrote the book. But also, maybe that's just the reality of his life. And one of those themes is that, you know, Stuart has this skill. And you're probably going to nod your head when I say this because it's kind of common sense. But... When I heard it, I was thinking, wow, that's something to jot down as a note because that is a significant skill. Well, that skill is being able to connect with the working man in an intellectual way. And if you think about a lot of people who are commentators, they don't really connect with most Americans. They just don't. But Jon Stewart did, and he still does. So there is a reason for that. And it's all rooted in this idea that it's not a performance. The guy is real. Basically, you know, his parents were professional and in some ways he had privileged life in certain ways, but his parents split up. And so he kind of grew up working class 
in, in many ways. And that, that helped him understand what the average person was going through. And the book does a great job of just kind of breaking down his experiences, holding down various jobs. He was a bartender for a while. He had a state government job. So he actually bounced around a lot, like many Americans. So he gets what people are going through. And I really think that's why he connected so well. And that's why he continues to connect. I've always believed in this idea of um, Jeffersonian values and Jeffersonian idealism in this country. And one of those, well, what it, what it is really, it's a historic idea that the American people have a certain wisdom when it comes to knowing what's right. You know, the majority, while there is a tyranny of the majority, no doubt about it. We all know that famous saying from James Madison, there's a tyranny of the majority. There's also a wisdom with the majority or in the majority as well. And I think that's one of the reasons why the American people kind of connected with Stuart was because the majority, many Americans really did see him as a voice of reason during the post 9-11 world. I mean, he was, you know, hosting the big, uh, I think the Oscar awards, three or four times, you know, he was, he was given a prominent role because of his, of his importance in our society. So one thing I also enjoyed about this book was that when they discussed his life as a comedian, same struggles, you know, he, he dealt with hecklers. He really struggled at first as a comedian. Yeah. He had talent, but he, he really, really put in the work that it, the hard work that it takes to be great at something and he found his voice eventually. And that's a fascinating part of the book because that voice, that John Stewart voice, which is basically, think about Stephen Colbert, uh, Steve Carell. These are American actors and comedians who have been so influential. Colbert as a late show host, Carell on The Office and in movies. Well, they went through the John Stewart factory. They learned from Stuart. He was their teacher, basically. And the book goes into that. And that was enjoyable for me, but also it made me reflect on how great he really is in, in so many ways. You know, he didn't always have success, but when he gained it, he taught it to people. He allowed others to learn from his experience. And I think that's so, that's just such a cool thing to, to reflect on. So I made many connections, you know, during this point in the book. I think anyone who's gone through a professional experience can, you know, connect with the struggles and how, you know, the low self-esteem that comes from beginning a job because we have this sort of like this myth, right? That it's all just like natural skill, but this the, the book and I think biographies in general do a good job of this kind of emphasize the hard work that individuals who attain success in life it, the hard work that they really show and display on a daily basis. And Stuart definitely fits into that. It's really one of the essential parts of learning history, in my opinion, seeing how character development is rooted in hard work. Uh, I bring that up because I feel like this book did a good job of showing how hard John Stewart worked, not only to get to where he got, but to continue to excel and succeed at such a high level. So you have the story of Stuart and his various struggles, his connection with the working class, huge part of the book. Another big idea in this book is the idea that, and most people probably don't even realize this now, he was passed up 
so many times, I mean, numerous times for the big jobs um, in the comedy world. And so nowadays we don't really have that as much because the late show, the tonight show are not as influential, not as significant, but back in the 2000s, you know, Jay Leno, David Letterman, these were really important figures in our culture. And before them, Johnny Carson. So John Stewart was trying to get those, those gigs and he wanted to get those jobs, but he couldn't get it. He, he continuously got passed up, not for those jobs even. Well, actually, eventually he did get passed up for those jobs multiple times, but he would, he was passed up for the, the jobs that were like one step below that were given to Craig Kilburn and Conan O'Brien. And so I like this portion of the book because it was a big, big theme in his life. And I think in his psyche in general, probably still influences him. So the compare, it's, I guess you can call it like the comparison portion of the book where they're comparing Stuart to these other hosts who actually in all reality, in reality, they did not connect as well as Stuart did. In my opinion, they were, I mean, I wasn't connecting with Conan O'Brien really. He was kind of a silly comedian, but he didn't connect in the emotional way that Jon Stewart did. But I thought that, I just thought that was the best part of the book because it really made me, it makes you reflect on how people get passed up for jobs and overlooked in various walks of life. And it may not, you know, it's not always the best decision. So that was kind of an interesting part. The best part of it was the Craig Kilborn part because he was the the uh, the first host of The Daily Show. And so Kilburn is this college frat boy slash snob. And then you have him, contrast him with Jon Stewart, who is this working class hero, this working class intellectual guy. And it was just, it was, it was, I liked, I enjoyed this part a lot. I thought it was the strongest portion of the book. Kilburn just didn't connect with Americans. I mean, like an Ivy League kind of snobbish guy is not going to be connecting, right? Stewart, again, the working man's intellectual, he totally connected and the ratings showed it. He became the source of news that Kilburn as the first host of The Daily Show just could never be. And, you know, I just I just thought it was fascinating, the dynamic between the two. And it made me make, you know, connections to elections, for example, like which politicians connect. Many times, none of them really have an appeal to the American people because they lack the genuine experience that people like Jon Stewart had and have. And so I, I was making a lot, lots of, you know, comparisons in my mind as I was listening. And it just, you know, made me think that, you know, the reason why Stewart connected he wasn't performative. He didn't have that kind of fake, I feel your pain kind of thing. He had this genuine, I understand your experience because I've been through it just like you kind of thing. And so I think that's essential when it comes to the it factor that people are really looking for, for many jobs. And in this, in this case, in this sense, to be the uh, the comedian that 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 is appealing to the majority of Americans during this time we had two really, and I, I didn't even think about mentioning this in my notes, but Dave Chappelle did the same thing, and Chappelle and and Stewart are buddies, very very good friends, and so they have a a strong strong friendship, and it's not surprising, because they both have the same appeal 
in many ways and probably the same exact audience during this time and today. Another comparison I was making was to another uh, working class Jewish American who influenced me during my formative college experience, and that's Howard Zinn. I don't know if you know who, who Zinn is. He's a, he's a pretty famous historian. He could be controversial to some, and his work wasn't always perfect, but Howard Zinn, he had a working class experience. His writings were totally rooted in a lived truth of what the immigrant has to go through, what he experienced as a child, what his parents went through, also his experience as a war veteran or as a soldier and a civil rights activist. So his history, when he wrote it, it was real and it had a large audience because it was real. I've read a lot of Zinn's work. So the Stuart connections were constantly flowing in my mind as I listened to the book. There's just something there. I don't know. It's probably... It's probably in their values. They both have a universalism, a real, real belief in universal rights and a strong belief in human dignity and, and I guess you could just say human rights. So that, that dominates their work. So that was just a connection I was making. I don't know. If you don't know Zinn, you should check them out. Zinn and Stuart. Stuart's kind of a modern day Zinn in certain ways. But, you know, what they both also had is their philosophy, if you want to call it that. I guess everyone has a philosophy, but their philosophy, it's not abstract. Their work is completely grounded in a lived experience that many of us can understand. Whether it's a working class, middle class, even upper class. So honestly, in my opinion, when when philosophy sort of turns into this abstract mathematical formula, it's just not interesting anymore. And that's that's probably why someone like Stuart uh, or Zinn appeals so strongly because it's concrete. It's real. It's genuine. And in that way, you know, that's why he's still an essential commentator today. I'm so happy he came back for his show. You know, he, he knows how to connect real world ideas and real world events with a philosophy that we can all understand. So it's it's a good book if you want to check it out. I love the title, like I said, Angry Optimist. And I just have this feeling oftentimes because I'm always, you know, engaging with a history book. And there are some people that you notice, especially when you're going through the history in a class environment and you look at the history textbook, there are some people that just get forgotten and you, you think, well, you know what? That person was kind of influential. And it made me wonder, like, you know, when you look at a history textbook from the 2000s, which we have now, honestly, talks about the war on terror, the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan, the Bush administration, the Patriot Act. But it doesn't say anything about John Stewart. And he really is and was so important to the daily lives of Americans. That's what fascinates me about history those forgotten voices. But if when you've lived through it, when it is your lived experience, you realize like, hey, that guy was, or that woman was so influential during that time period. And and we just have forgotten about him. And now we're, we're, we're talking about, you know, the big event that occurred. Sure, the big event was important, but there were other, there were other people 
actual people that were even more important. So thanks for listening to this episode of the Classics Podcast. I appreciate it. Please subscribe if you haven't. And uh, like as usual, please share it with a friend. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week. Thank you.